Welcome to Woman on the Rise, a podcast for women like you, who didn't come here to play small, follow the rules, or be limited by what's considered normal. Through conversations about style, mindset, spirituality, and business, my desire is to help you elevate your identity, dress for your dreams, and take action towards manifesting everything possible for you while becoming the best version of yourself in the process. I'm your host, Christy Russell, a mentor and image consultant who has styled and coached women globally and now helps other entrepreneurs, especially stylists, create a life and business of their design. Let's jump in. Hello, gorgeous, gorgeous souls. Welcome back to another episode. I cannot believe we are at the top of February. What is life? I feel like this year is already starting to slip through my fingers. <laughs> but today I'm really excited because I wanted to chat with you about a topic that is reoccurring, not only with the stylists that I coach and train, but also with my Rise Through Style community. And this is the question of like, how do you dress for success? How do you make the best impression possible? Like, what are the tools that you can use in order to do that? And the question can sort of create a myriad of different answers. But there's one thing in particular that I feel often goes underutilized as a tool that most people tend to ignore or are confused by or don't know how to execute. And so we're going to talk about that today. Now, I'm sure when you are thinking about wanting to dress your best or if you're thinking about, you know, wanting to put your best foot forward, you've probably heard the stat that it only takes seven seconds to form a first impression. I feel like at this point, all of us have heard that stat. You've also heard that dressing for success is the way to get ahead or dress for the job you want, not the job you have. And so many others speak to this sort of phrasing when they're talking about leveling up. But the question then becomes, what the heck does that even mean? What the heck does that even mean? Now, one of the things that I've discussed time and time again with again, my clients, major banks, schools, corporations, etc. over the years is the levels of dress, showing people how to dress appropriately for the room they are entering and to create the presence and perception that they desire. You control the narrative when people look at you, you know, your style creates a certain story that talks about maybe how well you take care of yourself, your confidence level, how daring or conservative you are, uh, you know, if people perceive you as approachable or not, if they perceive you as someone that is closed off or welcoming or feminine or more masculine or uh, again, like different energies can be created and different thoughts can be created just simply from how we dress. And I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but again, if you extrapolate this to a movie, let's say, for example, you know, you can think of a character in any given movie when they are confused or they're down and out and life's hard and, uh, you know, maybe they're you know, really not feeling so great. And you can see the stylist in that film has dressed the character in muted colors, dark colors, kind of quote unquote, sad colors. And it's to show the emotion that that character is currently displaying, right? The, the sadness or the confusion, the down and out. You'll even notice when a character is in that kind of low place that the clothing looks a little bit more sloppy, a little bit more unkempt. It's not as polished and presented. 
again, this is because, again, the clothing helps lean into the narrative of that character. And so this is why I say, you know, even the things that you choose for yourself also create a story, whether you're aware of it or not. And so asking yourself, like, is this how I want to present myself to the world? Is this the story I want to create, not only for other people, but for yourself, which is arguably more powerful? Like, what story do you want to create for yourself when you look in the mirror, because our clothing has the power to do that. Which, I mean, when we're talking about, you know, dressing for success, dressing appropriately for the room we're entering, conceptually, it sounds easy enough, right? Like we, we would think like, surely we would all kind of be on the same page. But the reality is, is like our society as a whole has all the levels of dress confused. <laughs> and some think that others have been eliminated altogether, which is also not true. And this confusion about what to wear when and who to listen to has made companies frustrated and confused. It's left some of you confused about what to wear when and on what occasion. And it just makes everyone feel like they're missing the mark a bit, even with the best of intentions. You know, I've had many high level executives that I've worked with over the years tell me that, you know, if someone wasn't dressed the part, whether it was for an interview or promotion, whatever it might be, that they simply got passed over because to them, it showed that that person didn't understand the culture that they were about to enter. Let's say if it was part of a promotion or again, new job, um, it also showed that they didn't understand the culture that they were a part of and that they felt like it would have a negative impact on the image that they wanted to create or project to their clients. And also it projected an image about how successful they were or were not based on, again, how they dress. And I know some of you feel your blood boil sometimes when I say that if you dress dated or you dress in a way that doesn't speak to the incredible person that you are, that sometimes it can there can be a perceived image that's projected that shows that your skill is also outdated if your clothing is too. And people don't like to hear that because they say, well, I don't want to keep up with all the trends. And it's not about keeping up with the trends, but instead it's about keeping a modern look that also aligns with the person that you want to be so that your most powerful image is projected in a way that makes you feel good and aligns with the trajectory of your life as well, right? Because most people don't realize that 55% of your credibility in the business market goes to what people see visually, which is crazy. Over half of what people believe about you goes to what people can see visually. And of that percentage, so if we're to look at that 55% a little bit more, 90% of that accounts for your clothing and your grooming. Now, the other 10% is your body language and physical characteristics. But interestingly enough, those things, your body language and physical characteristics can be manipulated by your clothing and grooming. It is so crazy how powerful that stat is. And it's not from a nasty place. You know, people don't mean to judge others based on what they're wearing or what they look like. But if you think of our society as a whole, we are just a very visual visual society. You know, we scroll through any social media posts, we tap on something that we like. Um, and, and we'll keep scrolling to the next thing that visually catches our eye that, that we'll tap on to show that we like it, right? We're taught to make snap decisions based on the visual cues that have been provided for us in society. And so our clothing is no different than that. And so while having, you know, nice clothing and things that really speak to you, you know, quote unquote, wear what you want is a very relevant statement. 
At the same time, if you're really wanting to dress for success and get ahead or feel like you're in that forward momentum, part of this comes down to the levels of dress. So the question that I often get is like, but like, are they relevant? Does it even matter what the levels of dress are anymore? And the answer is yes. So the levels of business dress, because there are quite a few of them, are something that's actually internationally recognized. And although people in society will will scream regularly, and I get this on my social media all the time, like, but we're more casual now. Wear what you want. It really doesn't matter. That's not a true statement. It's not a true statement. All the levels of dress are still very, very present. And the only argument where that's valid in terms of like, you know, we're more casual now, wear what you want, is simply because our society as a whole has been more, um, is, is more geared towards some of the more casual levels of dress. Whereas before, decades past, the levels of dress were a little bit more spread out, even professionally. But now I find that more people are immersed and more focused on one in particular, which is business casual. Now, this one in particular tends to be the one that really confuses people the most. It has to be the number one question that I'm asked about all the time. And it's the one that has the most mistakes in it, <laughs> in, in most businesses and companies, etc. And so again, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more today to hopefully create some clarity for you on what business casual is, just so that it can dispel any myths that you're probably reading or seeing online and uh, hopefully clarify things so that you can create the image that you want and feel really confident in that. And stylists, for any of you listening, this is something that is so important that you understand to better help your clients as well. So not only with this level, although this is important, but there are other levels, nine in total. There's nine levels of dress in total. And you want to be able to understand all the nuances of this and the perception that each of those levels create so that you can best serve your clients in the best way possible, right? Because if you don't understand them, you know, you may not, not intentionally, of course, but you may not be projecting the most powerful image for your clients as possible when they're in that business setting by not intentionally knowing what that level of dress is, like what the dress code is, so to speak. And so if that's you, if you're someone where you don't feel like you have that clarity, I encourage you to join my personal stylist training because we do go through the levels of dress in depth as well as the process of styling. So how to get started, how the sessions unfold and how to have them happen within a con concise time frame and not over the course of months and months. Because I find that some stylists out there, you know, there's little to no structure in what you're doing. And so sometimes the services go on for days or months and it just feels like it's dragging on and the fees aren't right. So you feel like you're working all the time and not being compensated fairly. And it's just, it can be an overall mess. And so if you feel like that's you and you just want to clean that up a little bit, maybe you're working, you're doing great, but you just want to tighten it up a little bit, then I'd love to have you in the personal stylist training. We can relook at some of those uh, basics and have you set out on a really fantastic path. But again, we do cover the levels of dress in depth. So I would love to have you. The doors for that program actually close this week and will not open again until the fall. And this will be one of the last times I run this course live with the ability to ask me questions, etc. So if you want to get in, you want to talk, you want to connect, let's do this. Again, the link will be down below. But as I mentioned, there are nine levels of dress altogether. Now, casual professional or business casual comes in at number four. Now, business casual 
is one level above smart casual. I know you've probably all heard that before. And it's a level below the professional level of dress. Okay, just to give an idea of some tiers here, because I know those are probably ones that you've heard before, a professional level or smart casual. I'm, I'm almost positive most of you listening have probably heard that before. So the first thing I want to say about business casual is that this is a level of dress that's deemed approachable and a little creative at the same time. But the, the undertone that you need to keep in the back of your mind is that it is conservative. Okay, we are not getting flashy at this level. This is not something where you're like over the top trends and, you know, getting, uh, I, I don't know, like too casual because again, this is still a business level of dress. Again, the, the undertone is conservative here. Okay. So I urge you when you're shopping for pieces, asking yourself, like, is this conservative enough? Now it doesn't mean stuffy. Cause again, you can be creative at this level, but just making sure that again, we're not flashy. We don't look like we're showing cleavage everywhere. It's not about, no, looking like you're about to hit the club <laughs> and you're also not in streetwear, right? So again, conservative, again, business setting. So if you want, you know, a traditional role that might land in this level of dress, a teacher or a teller at a bank would be a really, really great example. Now, the business casual level of dress is also a dress code that someone would choose to wear on a casual Friday if their regular level of dress is at the corporate level, Monday to Thursday. So if you're in a suit Monday to Thursday, then the business casual level of dress would be your version of a casual Friday, which I know also blows most people away because the average person assumes that casual Friday means like it's jean time, baby. <laughs> We're up in jeans. It's time to rock our jeans all the time. No, casual Friday is two levels down from what you wear Monday to Thursday or a level down from what you wear Monday to Thursday. Um, and that's a whole other conversation for another day. But again, this is again, a, a casual, approachable, creative level of dress, but again, with the undertone of conservative, of a conservative feel. So let's talk about some general guidelines that you can keep in mind regarding this level of dress. If you're shopping for yourself, if you're a stylist that's listening, you want to style your clients this way. So let's dive in. And the first point is that this one, and this is going to, I know, ruffle some feathers when I say this, but the business casual level of dress does not include jeans. I know. I can hear you gasping already. <laughs> jeans are a myth that gets talked about in social media thanks to bloggers and magazines, and it's not true. This is actually a myth and one that I think is a horrible thing to tell people, not intentionally, of course, but it kind of feels, again, it just misleads people. It's not, that's not something that's recognized at this level of, of dress. They're just not considered appropriate. And this is why a lot of people end up getting confused because you may even be someone that's listening that says, well, wait, but my office allows jeans and we're business casual. Like our level of dress is business casual. We're allowed to wear jeans. And so to that, I say that this shows that either A, that your office also is unclear as to what business casual means. And I don't mean that in any, any shade. Again, this is a, a level of dress where a lot of, a lot of companies and management are confused, which is why they have someone like myself or other stylists come in to talk to the group about, you know, what that level of dress means. Or B, it just means that the company knows what business casual means and they're just allowing for jeans within that. So they're bending the rules a little bit for their company culture. It's what they desire in particular. 
right? Because every company is going to be different. The company culture and the aesthetic that they want to create is, is different from business to business. And so again, that's totally fine. But just be aware that when heading elsewhere, uh, or again, like international travel, in terms of business casual, jeans are not a part of that that level of dress. They're not a part of that dress code. Jeans actually begin and fall under smart casual, under smart casual instead. Um, and so when we're talking about bottoms for business casual, options that you would be thinking of would be pencil skirts. And of course, pencil skirts can come at different lengths. We're seeing some of them right now in fashion in more midi and maxi styles. Or you again, you have the more traditional length around the knee, you can wear midi skirts, you can wear trousers, whether that's in a boot cut, a wide leg, a straight leg, let's say, for example, you can wear bottoms that are in a more fine or refined corduroy. So again, not like the thick, chunky stuff that you would wear casually, but again, like a refined corduroy uh, for a pant, let's say, for example. Or this is even where women can get into knit skirts that are also more refined. So we're not talking about some of the really thick ribbed skirts that we've seen that are more fashion oriented right now and again like more styled more casually something that's more refined a very small ribbed knit skirt let's say for example um, or it may not have any ribbing on it but a knit skirt would be allowed at this level uh, as well and so those would be examples of better bottoms that you can use but again when we're talking about fine corduroy knit skirts like you can see there's more room for a little bit of creativity it's a more casual approachable feel it's not the same refinement and tailoring that you would find at you know a formal corporate level of dress where you're wearing an actual suit right so again there's a, a more relaxed feel here now the second thing to keep in mind with this level of dress is that you can wear a jacket or a blazer but it's actually not necessary at this level of dress and that's simply because exact this is exactly like its name it's casual right? In contrast to some of the corporate levels of dress that are in different dress codes. This is something where you can wear a beautiful top and a beautiful bottom with a belt and some leather shoes and bing, bang, boom, you're done, right? So if you want to add a blazer, if you want to add a jacket, it's going to make the outfit look more interesting. And depending on the style of blazer that you choose, let's say, for example, if you want to opt for one, it can help elevate your business casual look to look slightly more professional. But again, it is not necessary at this level. This business dress or this level of dress has more of a creative side too, as I mentioned. And so this is also where if you do opt for a jacket or blazer, just like the pants, you can get into some really fun fabrics here. So you could introduce tweed, corduroy, or even some of the really beautiful linens that come in some of the jackets and blazers nowadays. Can They can look so sharp and so chic. Um, but again, like these are more casual fabrics that you wouldn't have at some of those elevated levels. And uh, again, it just gives you some more creative fashion freedom as well, which is really lovely because I don't know about you, but especially for me, come fall time, not that we want to think about that right now, <laughs> but come fall, I love, I love a good tweed jacket or blazer, especially some of the different color stories they come in. They are so beautiful. They just make my heart skip a beat. And corduroy too, you know, I know we can use it in spring, of course, but there's something about it that just feels very autumnal for me. I love it. I love seeing it. And again, like in a jacket or blazer, it's just oh, like chef's kiss. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And so again, this would very easily fall into this level of dress. Now, the third point or the third tip about this is that your belts and shoes should ideally be leather. 
So this is, oh, and your shoes should also be closed toe. So this is not a level where you're getting into sandals. We're not wearing combat boots. Um, you're not wearing the, the PVC sort of acrylic plastic shoes, right? Those all fall under smart casual. Okay. So the shoes at this level would be a closed toe and would either be you know, the traditional, traditional, sorry, smooth leather, or they could be one that has some texture to it as well. Um, and so again, like closed toe, because again, the under, the undertone, as we've been talking about is a conservative feel to business casual. And so you can still have gorgeous closed toe shoes. Like maybe it's got some embellishments on it. Maybe it's a gorgeous color. Maybe it's multiple colors. If you've got some color blocking on the shoe again, like there's some creative freedom here. Um, but we're just not getting into the more trendy, Again, streetwear or casual footwear like sandals, combat boots, etc. It wouldn't be appropriate in a business environment. That's something where you would go a level, a level down. At which, hey, if your office or wherever you go to work is smart casual, have at it. You got a lot more creative freedom, which is amazing. <laughs> um, but again, the undertone of business casual is conservative, so that's why I say that. Now, the one thing that I love about this level is, and, and I, I remind my clients of this too, is that this level can be more relaxed and less tailored. So this is where, again, like your blazers, for example, don't have to be super structured. You can get into some of the oversized feel. You can get into some of the relaxed feeling of the blazer. Like they don't have to be super tailored and close to the body the entire time. This is something, of course, you would do at some of the upper levels, but not in business casual. So again, some of the silhouettes can be more interesting. You might get into some funky shoulder pads. You could get into some really cool patterns and textures. Again, there's more room for play, but it doesn't all have to be uh, very structured. Cause I think that that's something that a lot of people assume like, Oh, if I'm wearing business stuff, it's gotta be really structured all the time, which can definitely elevate a look. Don't get me wrong, but also don't, don't be afraid to have fun with some of the silhouettes and play into some of those slightly more slouchy silhouettes that are really comfortable to wear, right? Like they are really comfortable. You could find like some beautiful relaxed trousers. Like I love, for example, um, Aritzia has got a pant that's called the effortless pant which is great to style both casually and professionally for business casual. I think it's fabulous. And so you could get something like that with a gorgeous belt, and then you could find a really beautiful crew neck sweater, a more refined version that you might find, I don't know, let's say Banana Republic, let's say, for example. And with a beautiful belt and let's say some loafers, done. Stunning. You would look absolutely stunning. And if you want to add a blazer to that, you can whether you get, you know, an oversized one or some of the more waist cinching options that we're starting to see as a trend this season. But again, you can toy with it a little bit. There's more room for creative freedom, which is really cool. And that leads me to my next point about this level. And that is to play up your accessories and also add a power lip when you want to elevate your game. So if we're talking about dressing for success here and you're someone that wants to get noticed, you know, have fun with your accessories. One of the things I love about this spring so much is that we're stepping into some of these statement accessories, which hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> we're bringing personality back into fashion, thank God. And so you can find some oversized pieces that speak to you, of course, and that you really love and that align with your coloring um, and that you feel would be appropriate for work. Put those babies on, doll yourself up with some fun accessories. But the added bonus is that if you also add a power lip, whether it's obviously a red is a power color, 
Um, it kind of mimics the man's red tie, if you will, that he might wear in a, a higher corporate level of dress. But if a woman's to add like a bold red lip, or let's say it's a hot pink, let's say, for example, or some other color that feels bold to you, you know, that's a power move and can actually elevate your, your dress to look more powerful. So you're not only feeling more powerful, you look more powerful as well. And so this can help elevate your overall aesthetic when you're getting dressed. And again, it's one of those small, subtle things that can really help you get noticed. Just like your nails, don't overlook your nails. You know, if you want something conservative and polished, you know, you can go for a beautiful nude or a very, um, like slight baby pink, let's say for example. But if you want like power nails, go get yourself some red nails. <laughs> and again, it's a power color and something that will get noticed. It's a passionate color. It's beautiful. And so some of your accessories or just your makeup, which is also acts like an accessory are little things that you can do to elevate your game. And again, dress to get ahead, if you will. And then the other thing that I wanted to cover as a tip, as much as this is a creative level of dress, you've got your accessories you can toy with, you got different silhouettes you can rock, you got the bold lip that you're potentially having. Again, the undertone to always keep it back to or something that you wanna keep in the back of your mind is just keep it professional. And so as much as, you know, this is a, you know, a relatively approachable and creative level of dress, the one thing that I always stress to any client or any room I'm speaking in is just remember that you're in a business environment at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, the reason that you're getting dressed is because you're creating a perception that not only matches potentially the company either you run or you work for, but that it's also creating a credibility about you to your peers, your clients, and anyone that you wish to interact with in future. And so as much as we want to incorporate fashion and you might want to have fun with the trends and like there's so many cute things out there to buy because there are, again, remembering that the undertone is conservative and professional, right? You're in a professional, you're in a professional setting. You want people to take you seriously and that can be uh, communicated through your style because your style is a tool, Right. And so keep it professional. And so I always say to my clients, you know, if you're getting dressed in the morning and you're adding something new to your outfit and you look in the mirror and you hesitate about whether it's appropriate or not, I would always err on take it off, replace it with something else and either check with management if something like that would be appropriate if you feel confident in, in their advice, or again, just stow it aside and use it in your personal time. It's always better to air a little bit more conservative than not, depending on your work environment. You know, if you're in a fashion forward uh, or like progressive company, like let's say you're in advertising or marketing, then conservative may not be the name of the game here. You would want to look a little bit more fashion forward and trendy. So again, there's nuance to this. But again, if we're talking about some of the traditional roles like teacher, bank teller, you're in a traditional office environment, let's say for example, then again, like airing a little bit more on the professional side is, is always key. And so again, if you want to learn what the other eight levels of dress are, what some of the recommendations are and how you can best dress your clients in this manner as well to step up their style game as well as your own. Cause it's so good to know these 
these things and how you can blend the worlds, if you will, then I'd love to have you in my stylist training. But hopefully this helped because I know the business casual world can be something that feels vastly confusing to so many people. And so following these very general guidelines should help you navigate that world, especially when we're talking about the denim, because <laughs> that's something that gets mentioned all the time. Uh, anyway, hopefully, hopefully that's helpful for all of you. Sending you so, so much love. I will catch you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so honored if you would head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review letting me know. This not only feels good, but more importantly, it helps me expand my mission in helping more women feel empowered, beautiful, and of course, rise. And if you want to come hang out with me more, I would be so honored to get to know you. Head on over to Instagram. That is where I hang out the most and will give you so many behind the scenes as well as my online community, Rise Through Style, where we help you shift your identity into one that is more empowered and impactful for you. We help you elevate your style and of course, help you step into the big dreams that you have for yourself and elevate every aspect of your life and business. Sending you all the love to the moon and back, and I will catch you again in the next episode.